What's going on, everybody? It's Tom Stelauer. And again, this is another episode of Down to Earth Fit and Organic Fit. And I'm here again with my uh, my good friend, Adil. What's going on, Adil? What's up, Thomas? Doing good, man. Just cutting for the summer. How are you? Oh. <laughs> Doing good. I'm cutting as always. Life, life is so much fun eating my... I don't know if you can say you're cutting. You're cutting. You'll probably always cut. So like, there's always, you know, I don't know know what would be like an unusual for you. I know. I don't know. I don't know anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like a uh, down here in uh, Southern California. It's everyone's complaining because it's cold today because it's like 69 degrees instead of 80. So everyone's all bundled up and and I'm even cold. So that's how my day is going. I'm freezing. I'm looking outside and it's cloudy and it's making me like, what the heck? I I moved here for the sunshine. You guys are spoiled with this 68 degrees cold type of thing. How about 30 degrees? Could you handle that? (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, at this low of body fat, probably not. (laughs) No, I know. That's probably a disadvantage when you have that low. But but cool. So today we got to talk about protein, you know, the different type of protein. I mean, there's all these flavors and all these types and whey protein, casein, beef protein. I don't even know what kind of protein. I mean, there's just so many out there and there's so many misconceptions and misinformations that's circulating out there. And we want to give people some more clarity about it. We do. It's time. We want, we want to take the power back from the bros, and we want to <laughs> we, we want to we want to explain a little bit more about what you're actually putting in your body when you're consuming the different types of whey protein. You've probably heard there's there's whey protein isolates, there's whey protein concentrates, there's casein proteins, there's even beef proteins now. There's egg white proteins. It's protein, protein, protein. What do you take? What kind of protein powder do you take? And uh, yeah, I think it's about time we kind of explain the process a little bit more and give you some definition as to what these really are. Absolutely. And I think uh, I think this is going to help a lot of people kind of uh, formulating a scientific, educated uh, decisions when next time when they, they want to supplement with protein. We always, we're always been advocates of actually, if you don't have to go and get a jar of protein, Eat, eat chicken, beef, and whatever. Eat it. Get it from other sources, from the natural sources, instead of going and getting it as a supplement. But again, if you cannot get that, then that's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's it's important to remember that whey protein, beef protein, anything like this, they're called supplements for a reason. Okay, they're they're supplements. They're designed to supplement your diet. They're not designed to be meal replacements. So, you know, living off of protein shakes is not a good method. Uh, you're lacking a lot of nutrients. So they're there as a supplement. So we can kind of, uh, but I want to really break through the barriers and let people know what is whey protein? What What is it? And, uh, you know, how you can learn the best kinds to get. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. So uh, actually go ahead and answer my own question there. I mean, what is whey protein? I mean, whey, whey, when you look at milk, it's made up of two proteins. You've got uh, casein protein and whey protein. And what whey protein is, is it's separated from the casein or can really be formed as a byproduct of making cheese. It's really like the whey is in the watery portion of the milk when uh, cow's milk in this particular case. And when, when the process of producing cheese, things like that, the fatty parts of the milk coagulate and the whey is separated as a byproduct. So the 
away is the fatty part or the protein rich part that separates from the rest of the watery portion of milk. So, uh, for example, if you've, if you've ever opened a container of yogurt, you ever see that, like that liquid portion that's on the top of the deal, mm-hmm. you, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's usually got, and you sometimes have to pour that liquid out. That is ultimately the way, uh, and it used to like, people used to just discard it before they realized that, Hey, we can make money from this stuff because it's a concentrated form of protein. Wow. So that's just kind of the, you know, the basic underlying, uh, definition of what way is. Gotcha. And then normally the way protein contains some amino acids and stuff, right? Oh yeah. Well, basically it's uh, it's a complete protein. So, okay. which means that it contains all a nine of the essential amino acids required by the body, which I should probably jump in a little bit and talk about what amino acids are. I mean, amino acids are, uh, they, they compose everything in our body from hormones to muscle tissue to nerves to basically everything is formed up of a series of amino acids and certain amino acids make a complete protein which means that they have all 20 amino acids um, at some degree to get you all the protein or all the amino acids that you need to make a complete protein which builds muscle so whey is considered a complete protein which means it has nine of the essential amino acids and by essential those are amino acids that are required by the body to come in from the diet um, they, they can't be produced by the body they have to come in extrinsically from the diet and whey does have all those so it's a very complete source of protein gotcha and then for for people i mean this is kind of something i hear all the time uh from moms or whatever They're like oh i can't use the protein because i don't want to gain muscle or anything like that that's actually a false right anybody can use protein right oh yeah no i i know long distance runners that have the smallest sinewy muscles that still consume whey protein and those are guys that are really trying to avoid gaining a single pound uh it comes down to just repairing the muscle tissue because when you when you work out in any form whether you're running whether you're sprinting whether you're uh, swimming or you're lifting weights you're tearing down the muscle fibers so you're actually breaking down the muscle fibers to a point where they have to be rebuilt and you need those amino acids you need those proteins just to rebuild them now um, you know through basically uh, progression if you lift heavier weights and you tear more muscle fibers then your body is going to rebuild those stronger and stronger but if you're consistently training at the same level let's say for running or anything like that you still need it just for ample recovery um so it's not going to get you huge unless you are of course adding the calories behind it gotcha and then and then carbs that's the, actually the component that builds the actual muscle right uh kind of basically kind of? Car- okay. carbs carbs will work with carbs will work with the protein in the sense to kind of help shuttle the protein in by way of insulin but carbohydrates are basically what are giving you the fuel to actually stimulate the exercise that's going to you know break down the muscle tissue and get you the uh, you know get you the effect so carbs uh, yeah they're stored in your muscles and they do help the protein get into the muscle but the carbs aren't necessarily what provides the provides the size in a sense it's more just overall calories at that point gotcha so so I'll take it now when uh, when whey uh, protein so it has some sort of a sugar into it or anything like that that's kind of uh, working correlation with the, you know the this insulin sensitivity in the blood right 
Well, basically what it works, it's not so much the sugar. It's just, it's such a rapidly absorbing protein that whey protein, when it hits the system, the body does have an insulin response, but it's not really because of the sugar because whey doesn't have much sugar. Whey has... Uh, it has lactose in it, which is a form of sugar, but it's not a very high glycemic one. It doesn't trigger much of an in increase in insulin, which means, and just for, for those of you that have just started tuning in and you're just learning a little bit about insulin sensitivity, insulin is what lets the protein and lets nutrients into your muscles. So when you have sugar and your insulin spikes, that means that the cell doorways are opening, allowing nutrients to come in to be stored. So that's, that's when we talk about insulin, exactly what we're referring to. Uh, now, whey protein does cause a slight spike in insulin, which is actually good in this case because whey protein is usually such so low in fat, it can help the, uh, the protein get absorbed with minimal fat accumulation. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, so you mentioned earlier lactose. So if you were lactose intolerant, how does that even, how does that protein work for you? Yeah, unfortunately, if you're lactose intolerant, whey is is difficult. Although if you do go with a whey isolate protein, your lactose content is going to be lower. So it depends if you're fully lactose intolerant or if you just have a slight intolerance to it, um, you know, or just a, a mild intolerance where you may just get a little bit of bloating. Uh, then simply moving on to like a whey protein isolate where there's not as much is going to be a better option. Okay, that's great. Good to know. And and, and this is a great pre you know a uh, post workout supplement or meal you know, meal replacement if you will right yeah, no, it's, it's probably the most common use of it. And it's simply because, again, that spike in insulin allows that whey protein to be absorbed very quickly. And whey protein is absorbed quickly. It's one of the fastest absorbing proteins. And, and it's so high in leucine. Leucine, again, one of those amino acids, it's known to really stimulate uh, muscle protein synthesis, basically, uh, which is allowing your body to build muscle or repair muscle. And it does that at both kind of the molecular and really the genetic level. So if you're not consuming leucine post-workout, you'll remain in what's called a negative nitrogen balance, which means you're catabolic or you're burning muscle. Uh, and you're going to remain that way until you consume uh, leucine. And leucine has a, like a 10 times greater impact on your protein synthesis than any other amino acid. And the reason that I bring up leucine is because it's one of the most abundant amino acids in whey. So that is why we say that whey is so great post-workout. It absorbs really quick and it contains that one amino acid that is so, so unbelievably critical. I can't stress, if you take one thing away from this and piece of knowledge, just learn that leucine, that's L-E-U-C-I-N-E, -E, is one of the most important important amino acids and it's one of the branch chain amino acids uh very important to growing muscle and very important to staying lean that's great um one thing to just to get back to the whole misconceptions out there is it true that you only have 45 minutes after working out to consume protein or something otherwise your workout is all waste uh, I wouldn't say that it's all wasted, but it's definitely going to make a big difference. It's not necessarily 45 minutes, and it actually varies from individual to individual. So some people might have uh, more like an hour and a half. Some people might have 45 minutes. Some people may even only have a, a half an hour. It also depends on the intensity of the workout. What happens is when we talk about like that insulin sensitivity again, your body becomes very susceptible and sensitive to insulin after a workout. And that's because that's basically the stress you've been putting on your body. So once you drop the exercise, your body is still at this heightened sense of alertness, more or less. So as soon as you do consume some carbohydrates or consume some whey protein, you're going to have this, you know, this spike.
spike in insulin. So you want to ride the wave of that. You want to utilize that spike in insulin sensitivity because it's going to allow whatever your post-workout meal is to uh, basically materialize and synthesize more protein. You're going to get a lot more out of it. Your workout certainly doesn't go to waste, though. You're just trying to get the most out of it as possible. You're spending the time in the gym. Let, let's get the most out of it. Exactly. And then, and then if you do consume carbs right away, right after the gym, so because you, you know carbs will stimulate the insulin sensitivity in your body what, what does that happen yeah well the carbs are going to end up circulating the bloodstream and going into the muscles uh, in the form of replenishing glycogen uh, glycogen think think of glycogen as your fuel and think of your muscles and your liver as a fuel tank so when you're when you're working out hard and you're, you're exerting yourself especially in the weight room you're using the energy from the basically stored inside the muscles you're using that energy so you're depleting it and then post-workout you replenish those carbohydrates and they store back in the muscles ready for ready to be used again now you're using that insulin sensitivity to make sure make certain that those carbohydrates are going back into the muscle and that they're not going to circulate the bloodstream and get stored somewhere else as fat gotcha gotcha awesome well now let's talk about a different type of uh, way Okay, yeah, so, uh, I mean, you, you've probably seen out there, there's, there's whey, con whey uh, protein concentrate and whey protein mm -hmm. isolate. Which, which one do you usually use? I, I use isolate. You know, I've, you know, first of all, you told me it's good, and I, I take your word for it. Plus, I did some research, <laughs> and it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Concentrate, I do not. I mean, most of the protein I consume is isolate, for sure. Yeah, and, and, and concentrate is, it's a lot of times cheaper. And yeah, you know what? A lot of times it tastes good uh, because it's got a little bit more fat. It's got a little bit more lactose. And it's just got more flavor and body to it, but it's not absorbed as well. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, when the liquid portion of milk is pushed through a filter to sift out the whey when they're actually manufacturing whey, there's a material that's left behind and it's usually dried out and uh, becomes whey protein. And that's initially right there. That is whey protein concentrated. So it... It's very unadulterated. It's just the initial push of protein that is filtered when they sift through the whey. So it contains a varied amount of fats. It also contains some carbohydrates in the form of lactose. And the percentage of protein can vary greatly depending on what that uh, what that cow's diet was. So, I mean, really in short, uh, whey protein concentrate is much less adulterated than isolate, but it does contain more components that can cause a reaction or can slow digestion or, uh, you know, of course, add more calories. So... I am big on digestion, and again, those of you that follow me and have known me for a while know that I really promote digestive health, and anything that's going to slow down the digestive process, I am not a fan of, and unfortunately, whey protein concentrate, because of the lactose, because of the higher fat content, and because of some of the other not-so-great components of milk, can really uh, it, it can really slow that down, so I'm not as big of a fan. Is it the same protein that they use in weight gainers? Uh, way concentrate concentrate yeah a lot of the you know i don't i don't want to you know speak ill of any products of course but a lot of the weight gainers out there are just loaded with cheap whey concentrate and, and sugar uh it's just kind of how they they do it sugar fat and very cheap protein just to kind of get the calories up there i mean it makes uh, sense when you consume one serving is 1600 calories i mean i don't course. even know how they do that i mean you might as, i mean that's <laughs> i used to i used to consume those things constantly uh you oh, know a lot same of people here. A lot of people, uh, again, if you follow me for a while, know that I, I used to be a super heavy uh, bodybuilder and I kind of had discovered uh, a healthier route to go. And I used to consume those things to get my calories up. And, oh, man, I'd feel 
so bloated and disgusting for so long. <laughs> you, know, like, you, you know, actually, the craziest thing too. I used to, I, I used to consume. Actually, just back in December, I used to consume them. And what I do is I blend them with like peanut butter and add milk to it. So I come out with like twenty two hundred calories in one shake, which. That's like what I eat in a day. <laughs> I know. That's what I eat a day now, too. So now it's insane. It's a lot of sugar. I mean, my teeth used to hurt from how sweet those things are. Oh, man. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't bring back the best memories. But uh, so many of us get lost in the gains game and trying to trying to throw on muscle mass. And, you know, I want to make sure that we're you know speaking to the, the women in our audience as well, because I think I don't know many women that have pursued the weight gainers because it's a pretty daunting word for most women, even ones that are, uh, you know, muscle bound there. They still they don't want to hear the word weight gain. That kind of, you know, it's kind of freaky. So, you know. The nice thing about like whey protein isolate over concentrate is it's further filtered to really remove the lactose and all the additional fats and the other some of the other bioactive compounds. So it does lose a little bit of the nutritional value, but for what we're doing, it's such a pure form of protein. And it's, it's great for those that are just looking for a solid source of protein without any additional components or minerals. They just need their pure protein because their their other macronutrients, their carbs, everything like that, are are aligned accordingly. So it's pretty pure, right? So there's not much of fats and you know all other crap. That's yeah, there's. There's even very little lactose in it because most of that sugar is drawn out as well. They, it's called whey protein isolate because they isolate the protein mm-hmm. out of it. That's exactly why it's called that. That's great. So, um, so for lactose intolerant people, you you know, whey isolate is your friend. So stay away from the concentrate because that's Daddy. not good. And if you're severely lactose intolerant, you're probably best just avoiding any any milk based at all. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Now. Casein protein. Uh, it is uh, one of those things that every bro back in the day, like you gotta have that at nights. You gotta have that at nights. You gotta have that at nights. And the more studies where we go, we we um, that comes out reveals like that's just total crap. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just a misconception or if it was something, you know, trying to sell all components of the milk just for revenue. But, you know, I mean, Dorian Yates, an old bodybuilder, had like built his entire supplement empire based on uh, based on casein. He said that his whole body was built on casein and everything like that. Wow. You know, so there's some like there's some proof in how it works in terms of building muscle. But we're talking about health here. And, you know, hopefully everybody that's listening to this podcast is uh, is here to learn about how to be fit and organic and healthy uh, rather than just being ripped. And, uh, you know, we won't be, so, you know, it's, yeah. And basically uh, we've all kind of gone down the casein road at one point or another. Mm-hmm. We've all heard about it um, and really what it is, but it's ultimately just a slow digesting protein. Gotcha. And, and then, you know, can you explain us how does that work and how like the whole dynamics with the, with the casein? Yeah. So, so like casein, it's, it's actually the most abundant and prolific protein that's found in milk. And it's, it's the major component of cheese. So, um, you ever look at cheese and see why it's like kind of goopy and sticky, of course, it's, it's because of the casein protein. It's, it coagulates and it gets kind of goopy. And, um, if you translate that goopiness, if you will, mm-hmm. direct, directly into what it would do in terms of your stomach, in terms of digestion, digestion, you think about it, of course, that would take a longer time to digest, uh, because your body has 
to break down that stickiness, that gooiness. And it, it it's made up of like uh, you know, 80% of the milk when it comes from cows. Uh, human milk is only like 20% casein. So it just shows how each body metabolizes something different. Like a cow's milk is 80% casein protein. A human's milk is 20. So I always go back to thinking about what does our body naturally want? I look at that and I see, okay, our bodies aren't necessarily designed to break down casein protein, maybe in small amounts. Um, but the whole dynamics of how casein protein actually breaks down and how it actually digests in your stomach is just insane. They actually form these little structures that are, uh, they're called micelles. You've probably seen micellar protein mm-hmm. or uh, some pronounce it micellar, but, uh, <laughs> and the, these increase the, basically the solubility in water. They're, they're these like little circular sphere like structures that form in the liquid and they ultimately house the protein in the other minerals. The body has to work da- work hard to break down these structures, which consequently slows down the digestion, uh, which in this case is good because people take casein protein at night to try to have a sustained delivery of protein throughout the night. Gotcha. And now I'm, I've heard, I don't know if that's true or not, that casein is used to make glues. Yeah, unfortunately, it is. Um, oh my God. Which is is kind of scary. <laughs> it is scary about it. You know, it's, it's like why am I why am I eating glue? And again, you just everyone that I ever talk to about casein protein like is always afraid to eat it afterwards. And it's not because I ever like I don't speak ill of it. I just tell the honest truth that it's goopy. I mean, it's gelatinous, and that scares people. They're like, I don't want to eat gelatinous like goop. And it's like, well, you know, think of the consistency of cottage cheese, and that's kind of what casein protein is doing. It. Mm-hmm. It's turning into these clots and, and these uh, these gels. I'm sorry, my phone is making some weird noises there if that popped up. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it can make a really a suitable base for many glues. But they, right now they they're really only using it as like a glue for food labels and things like that. They're trying to use it as food grade things so that if you accidentally ingest it, you're not <laughs> ingesting a poisonous glue. You're ingesting a, a natural glue. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. That's no thanks. I think there's a reason. I think last time I had casein was a long, long time ago. I think one of the forms that I, if you do dairy, we don't, we kind of promote no dairy in our diets. But um, if you decide to go dairy and you want to do something like a substitute of uh, casein, just cottage cheese. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Cottage cheese has, you know, enough protein and it does exact same thing, slow digestive thing. Or you could do even a cool thing, which is adding coconut oil into your protein and that should help with uh, slow digestion it definitely does it helps with slowing the digestion you just have to be cognizant of uh, remember the insulin spike that we talked about mm-hmm. when you consume you don't want to be taking in too many fats with it so just you know if you add a little bit of coconut oil to your protein shake just uh, make it a small amount remember you don't need much right Right. Cool. And now, well, um, let's talk about the other form, which is the beef protein, which is kind of a, it was a buzz, buzzword here. Um, I think last year or so where all these new companies are just coming up with, oh, it's a beef protein. Yeah, it should, it's supposed to get you bigger and stronger. Yeah, and it's the, it's the new sensation that's mm-hmm. sweep, sweeping the nation. Yeah. Um, and I've heard it so much. I, it is a question that I get at least two or three times a week uh, coming in through my email or my Facebook page is, hey, what do you think about this new beef protein? And uh, in theory, it's awesome because it's supposed to be a powdered form of beef protein, which would essentially. Sounds great. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't love to be a bull? <laughs> yeah. 
okay, let me step back a second. I guess it doesn't sound all that fun to be eating a powdered form of beef. But when you think of it from a molecular and a protein level, it's like, oh my gosh, I can actually have a quality food in the form of a shake. That is mm-hmm. pretty damn cool without it tasting like beef. You know, they actually have cool chocolate flavors and vanilla flavors and, and beef contains all the essential amino acids and a higher concentration of creatine. And it's probably, it's arguably the best pro, uh, protein source available next to eggs. So to be able to get that in a shake is friggin' unbelievable. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, not the case. <laughs> it's, it's not really. I mean, again, allegedly, if it was actual bovine muscle tissue with the protein isolated from the fat and water of the muscle, it would be great. Um, but here's the thing. If you were to actually take out the protein from the lean muscle tissue of an animal and create a protein powder out of it, it would be so unbelievably expensive. It, I mean, it probably would come out to like two or three hundred dollars a jug. It's it's just so to be able to get a jug of whey or beef protein for that inexpensive, like 30, 40 bucks, just doesn't, some things don't add up and we'll get to it in a little bit. So we want, I want to talk about what's the best pro ultimately what's the best protein to have. And I'll kind of, uh, touch on, um, some of my theories on beef protein and, and what's what's coming out in the industry about some of these beef protein products. And not to say that there aren't some good ones out there, because I'm mm-hmm. sure there are, um, you know, but it's uh, a lot of it just doesn't add up. Yeah. Well, so um, I'll tell you, I'll give you a scenario. I'm an average Joe. I'm a person who's not a fitness fanatic or anything like that. I'm getting started and I want something that's going to help me. Uh, build muscle and lose fat um, when it comes to uh, supplementation with protein, what kind of protein do you recommend for me? Yeah, no, I ultimately would recommend, uh, you know, just a simple whey protein. It's, uh, you know, you're not looking to do anything fancy. You're just trying to, uh, you know, sustain your, sustain your muscle mass. You're trying to build a little bit more muscle mass. And, uh, there's nothing, no reason to get really fancy with it. There's no reason to get uh, crazy. No reason to add in multiple proteins like casein proteins and beef proteins at this point. I think the best advice that I could give you is get as much of your protein as you possibly can uh, from Whole Foods and not the, not the store. I just mean Whole Foods. <laughs> and um, it's <laughs> I, I hate saying it like this because I mean here we we spent the last you know 20 minutes or so talking about protein powders and things like that. But when it all comes down to it, you know consume consume quality protein from quality food ingredients really gotcha so so um so now like we wanted to talk about the best forms of protein to have so what are your recommendations there okay so if you're going to you you got different goals Uh, if you're trying to put on some size and you're not lactose intolerant and you're trying to just look for a simple supplement to have a couple of whey protein shakes per day, go ahead and have whey protein concentrate because it's a little bit cheaper because there's less manufacturing that goes into it. It's also less uh, adulterated. It's less messed with, you know, it hasn't been filtered a second or third time. It's just, they separate it from the, uh, from the casein and they sell it off as pure whey concentrate. Problem is, you know, you're, you are paying for, a protein that ultimately has, you know, more sugar and more other components in it, which adds to the weight. So it comes out 
costing almost the same, but it is a little bit cheaper. So if you're on a budget, that's a good way to go. But it, if you're looking for something that's, you're just trying to get that protein in, you're trying to get it in as quickly as you can, and you don't want any other macros, you don't want your fats with it, you don't want carbs with it, you just want the protein in, you know, then go with the whey protein isolate. Gotcha. Okay. And then as far as casein, so if you, you know, is there any scientific thing that's kind of uh, raising some flags or anything like that? Because I did hear some studies and stuff like that around casein. Um, not sure if you aware or familiar with anything. Oh, yeah. No, I've been following that for a long time because, uh, again, you know, my father's struggling with uh, cancer right now. It's been one of the things that they had advised him. So I was turned on to it a couple of years ago about some of this uh, new evidence that's coming out with casein protein. They're, they're advising my father, uh, who's you know suffering from very advanced stage cancer, that in order to increase his life expectancy, that he should make sure that he decreases his dairy consumption and decreases specifically his casein protein consumption. Um, because right now, it's, uh, it's, it's really just been discovered as one of the most relevant cancer protein promoters that's ever been discovered through various case studies. There is a lot of hearsay out there, but it is ultimately being shown as a huge cancer promoter. Now, to be careful saying that because, you know, there's a lot of companies that strongly promote casein. So I'll, I'll, I'll touch on the fact that it has its place from a theoretical standpoint as a protein supplement to take before bed because of its slow digestion and its sustained release of protein. Um, but uh, again, there's those few key reasons that medical professionals have stressed that we should not be consuming casein. But here's something that's really interesting. They've said that casein protein actually releases these things called casomorphines, which are an addictive component of casein that actually has excuse me, a similar effect as morphine. And yeah, it's crazy. It's said that the addict, <laughs> the addictive response from these casomorphines in higher doses could be compared to literally that of heroin. Wow. So if you ever, if you've ever had a lot of cheese, you can find that you get addicted to the cheesiness. You get addicted to the taste. There is a strong addictive quality. Oh yeah. Uh, which wouldn't be a big deal if casein wasn't such a cancer promoter. You just don't want to get addicted to a cancer promoter. I mean, that's obviously, I mean, I'd love to, I want to be addicted to broccoli. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, that's, that's, I can testify to how you, when I, you first moved to the States, um, been consuming cheese like crazy and it was almost i swear that it was a, a almost a drug like i have to have it like i could just go in the fridge and grab uh slices and just like start eating them just because and then that's yeah i do not miss those days that's for sure but uh one thing too uh slow digesting i mean talking about what the reason you know a lot of people want to consume casein uh, casein protein is for the slow di- digestion um component is it really actually healthy to do that i mean that's not necessarily healthy isn't it no i mean but the way i look at it is you know you want things to absorb as quickly as possible i would never want to really be inhibiting the process of digestion purposefully that that just seems uh i don't know that just doesn't seem healthy to me why why do you want to you know basically stick a cork in your intestinal system just to stop you know slow the absorption <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know you know it's it's one of those things where i try to look at things logically as much as possible and you know sometimes logic isn't the best way sometimes mm-hmm. we need scientific evidence but i do try to look at it from a logical standpoint and i don't know i like things to absorb and have my digestive system running nice and smooth and no problems there okay yeah well that's that that makes sense um now i want to to talk about the beef protein so yeah <laughs> uh, you said you had something to say earlier so take it away but- 
Okay, it's a little bit of a theory backed up by some evidence and uh, backed up by a little bit of uh, industry knowledge that I have with some organizations. But as for the beef proteins, again, if it was pure powdered and lean beef, it would be amazing. But the, the unfortunate truth is that it, it's, it would be so expensive to make that protein powder, nobody would really buy it. Um, so most of the beef mar- uh, proteins on the market are really made up from from gelatin. Now, gelatin, it's it's a simple beef protein. It's still a protein, but it's derived from the waste products in beef manufacturing. Um, so yeah, <laughs> the, so you know if a if a cow goes to slaughter and uh, you know to make even if it's a good quality beef, but in this case, given uh, the case of you know trying to get the cost down, it, it's probably a typical uh, feedlot. <laughs> They'll throw the ears, the bones, the joints, the cartilage, and everything like that. Uh, just into a mixer to get the, the cartilage out of it, I mean, excuse me, the gelatin out of it. Wow. And then they will, so you've got a protein there, your protein base, which is essentially still technically beef. And then they will add branch chain amino acids to it to complete the amino acid profile. So you're basically getting ground up ears, hooves, and things like that with some branch chain amino acids sprinkled on them. And they're calling it a beef protein because technically it is a beef protein, but it's not what you think. It's not the, it's not the lean beef meat you know, it's, uh, it's disgusting. <laughs> it, it, it is gross. And when I started investigating that, I am not going to lie. I was using beef protein. I was using it because I thought that it was working better. And it was a perfect example of the placebo effect because I thought it was working great. Um, because I have some issues with lactose and sometimes whey protein starts to bother me after a while. So I cut it out and I switched over to beef. And, uh, I think what was happening with me is rather than benefiting from the beef protein, I was probably benefiting from the absence of the whey protein uh, with which worked would probably yeah. worked and then you're like wow this stuff works until you start researching more yes yeah, so, so then I so then I did a little test on myself and I cut out the beef protein and I also remained um, remained cutting out the uh, the whey protein and I looked just as good as I did uh, with the beef protein so my theory was tested that I really just looked good because the absence of the whey protein now ladies and gentlemen if you guys have whey protein and you're consuming it and you are lactose intolerant yes you will hold a couple pounds of water uh, because your body is fighting off basically something that it can't break down so for my case I am mildly lactose intolerant so I limit my use of whey protein that doesn't mean that I don't condone it. I think it's a great, great product if you can digest it. Uh, But anyway, back to the beef protein. Yeah, uh, it it might not be the case for all beef proteins. I can't speak for everybody, but it likely is the case. So uh, so choose weight wisely because it it might not be the most uh, nutrient rich source of protein. Well, that's a lot of uh, knowledge, man. I mean, this is great. I mean, I had no idea about the beef protein thing. I mean, I never, I consumed it once or twice, but I wasn't a fan. So, because to me, it just didn't add up. You know, you're you're giving me a jar this big with all these stuff in it, and you tell me it's like a bunch of steaks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> steaks would be expensive. I mean, if I'm gonna go spend that, you know, I'd rather eat the actual steak than just go in and have a shake. Uh, that's yeah. a good. That's a good idea for like a new um, meme. Like, one of, make we'll make one of those pictures with some text on it we'll like be we'll be shoving uh shoving like grass-fed organic beef into a into a bottle and we'll just be like this is whey protein this is beef protein <laughs> that's yeah i mean that's 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 kind of gross but at the end of the day hey this is our uh, this is our message we're trying to 
inform people. We're trying to raise awareness about health and about all these stuff that's out there that not a lot of people are speaking about it. So the general population is just consuming because so-and-so is consuming or because the, the companies are doing amazing at marketing and uh, telling you that you're going to do, you're going to get big just by eating beef protein. There you have it now. I mean, you know exactly what's what's up. I don't want to eat ears and bones and joints and all that stuff. Just no, and it's, a, it's a double-edged sword because, you know, I always try to go with kind of a paleolithic theory in terms of eating what our ancestors ate. And yeah, they did eat all cuts of the animals. They did eat the hooves. They did eat things like that. I'm sorry for this, uh, the dinging that happens every <laughs> once in a while. Uh, just so you know, folks, it's uh, um, it seems to be some sort of technical issue. Anyway, but but they did eat all cuts of meat. And when they ate those cuts of meat, yeah, they, they consumed whatever collagen and gelatin came in from that. What I'm not a fan of is promoting that as a quality mm-hmm. quality protein when it's not. Um, it has its place, but uh, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, man, I think ideal, uh, it's really just you're, you're best off just sticking with your good old whey protein that you're used to. And uh, But at the real, real, real simple level, uh, whenever possible, use those whole foods to get your protein. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. That's that's literally what how I changed to from someone who was taking four or five shakes a day and to somebody that now takes a shake once a day or sometimes not even. I'd rather enjoy the foods and eat the whole foods than actually going and putting all these um, powders that I don't even know what the heck they have. I mean, it's yeah. just uh, weird, especially in the industry where it's unregulated. Um, yeah, it's a little scary, you know, since there is no regulation on it. Um, you know, it's there, there again, there's always products out there that are legitimate and good of course, and of uh, and really want the best, you know, efficacious doses that are backed by science that are that are really solid. But then just like everything, there's products out there where people just trying to make a quick buck. And you guys have to remember this is your body. You've only got one of them. So really be cognizant of what you're putting in it, because just because it seems healthy and fit doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy for the long term. Exactly. And your body is a temple. Treat it with respect. So we come to conclusions. Um, so uh, there you have it. You have all the knowledge now about the protein. We're probably going to have we're going to have more questions or anything like that. Uh, you know, we'll all we'll probably do another podcast if uh, if it's necessary. But I think you have enough knowledge right now to to make an educated uh, purchase if you decided to go that route to buy that. But if you if you um, take the other approach which is using the whole foods approach that's even better um if you like this episode please leave us a five-star review on itunes um share it with your friends and family and just uh help us to spread the message yeah exactly yeah it's uh, you know we want to continue to provide value for everybody we want to continue to bring these messages out and uh if you guys can you know give us the the good feedback that we need it allows us to continue doing this because uh, we can't do this without listeners and uh, if we don't have listeners then even if there's just one of you that likes this podcast we we, we can't we can't keep doing it if people don't listen so uh we got to get the word out i wish that we could uh, have the time to do one-on-one with every single one of you and you guys could have the opportunity to to ask us questions questions individually uh, but this is the best that we can get by getting out to the masses simply just because our demand has been so high on, on facebook on instagram and and just uh, through email and the magazine and everything but um, awesome well uh until next time um stay healthy stay fit and talk to you guys later yeah all right stay down to earth guys cheers bye